0: back to we know how to read we are on our author interview series they know how to write i'm megan and i'm natalie
1: and i'm lihia the author of rise of a dark throne
2: oh welcome welcome (laughs) we're so
1: happy to have you here oh (laughs) so
0: excited
2: literally okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna air out our business literally we're sitting in the hotel before Imaginarium where we met you making a list of everybody where we who we wanted to talk to and like circling tables on the map we're like
0: we need to see her we (laughs) we need to go to this person and then the the net that night after the first day we were going back okay who did we accidentally miss who did we get like too overwhelmed to go talk to like okay, we need to talk to these people and these people. So,
1: And we were like, (laughs) plan of attack. And I was like, (laughs) So So funny about that is that it was my first, that was my first book festival ever. Like as a reader, as an author ever, I had never been to one. Honestly, I don't think before I became an author, I didn't even know that they existed. And I know that that's crazy, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so um, Imaginarium was my first and it was, wow i i'm still on a high from that from that honestly for sure no. honestly mm-hmm. um but let's get into we're gonna do some yeah. icebreaker
2: questions to so we'll yes. get to know you before we get okay. into the nitty gritty of the actual <laughs> book author content okay <laughs> yes so these so, are just
0: three short little questions that we ask everyone yes. um Ooh. so gotta write these down because we're we, so i'm taking
2: data because i like to compare it to last year's and this year i'm such a oh, okay 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 <laughs> we like to see we're, we're only asking two questions that we asked last year's which they're kind of the okay. most important mm. questions but um so we are two diehard millennials so we're gonna ask you um do you know what your hogwarts house
1: is <laughs> <laughs> So let me say this, and you. this is so. This is so freaking embarrassing. I love Harry Potter. huh. I love everything about the books. I read the books. I um, saw every movie. I own every movie, and I cannot tell you what Hogwarts house I would belong to because I can never. You're gonna learn a lot about me today. I can never remember the names of the houses. So I'm not the person doing the, being like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I, I would love to tell you, I mean, I'll be in whatever house Hermione is in. That's, <laughs> that, she's actually so, so. so that's a that loaded is question. That
0: is, that is kind of a loaded question because technically Hermione is a Gryffindor. Yes. But she could also be right. a Ravenclaw. So like...
1: Are you detail-oriented <laughs> in like plans? I am. I am on things that matter to me. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes so much sense. Total sense. Um, so I'm a Ravenclaw. No, not really. I'm
2: a Ravenclaw, (laughs) and I love organizing and planning things that pertain to me that are important to me, like my time. Gotta plan out my time.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, right. So you might be
0: a Ravenclaw. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna write down Ravenclaw, but then I'm gonna put like Hermione Ravenclaw. See, but a that's Hermione the thing
2: Ray. is, is like, right. I identify as a Hermione Raider from Claw as yeah. well, because mm-hmm. I also am very, like, there's, like, Gryffindor, like, <laughs> brave, and, like, I don't know, loyal, like, cur- like, I definitely resonate with
1: that as well. <laughs> and she was loyal to everyone, and she still speaks her mind, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. She, yes. Didn't take, she didn't take Ron's shit, like, she was no. just like, no, oh, yeah. no Thank this, you. Is not, this is not how this is and you Thank can you. deal with it, or you can't, but you can also marry me, and we can have children in the future, so, like. I have a feeling yeah, I already I know her. the answer to this next question, but
0: <laughs> oh God, So we got yeah, right. so so two answer. Hermione Ravenclaws.
2: Yes. And then I'm a Hufflepuff. Okay. Yes. President okay. Hufflepuff. Yes. I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So our next question oh, is yes. very similar. You have to pick an element of magic. So you can pick water, fire, wind, or earth. Which
1: one would you want? Or feels like you. this is a great Yeah, so I'm going to say earth. Um, Ooh. Ooh. my next book. Yeah, my next book, the main focus is, well, uh, anyway, I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but in my next book, the main focus is on earth magic. So I um, have so much research on the thing, and um, I just think it's really cool that you have the root and the and the barks and the rocks obey you. So, and you can crush people with it. That's so pretty cool. Mm,
2: okay, okay, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Earth, that's
0: not what I was expecting. Very, very tough. The tough earth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so. you're right. You're right. It's very mm-hmm. similar to that. So, like as everybody knows, I'm fire <laughs> through and through.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, bending my paper. Oh, fire is the best. <laughs> oh no, fire I'm fire.
2: Like, <laughs> I I am fire through and through. But like, okay, so this is specifically referencing a show that we like, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Don't know if you ever watched it. Um, I saw all of it. Okay, great. I it. <laughs> so like, I'm Azula.
0: <laughs> yeah. She she is.
2: Okay. okay. Minus gotcha. the
0: insanity. Gotcha. Yeah. Minus.
2: But like, I want to shoot right. lightning out of my fingertips. Yeah. Like that's
0: dope as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Water. Love. Yeah. I've always
1: loved water. Water, yes. Yeah. So yes, that yeah. was I love
0: water too. A lot of my
2: friends are water or earth. I have very mm. few air friends.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> there is a yeah. reason. But Avatar made Avatar made air like super dope. Like they were right. right. like, Oh, I wanna I wanna do air. Like I didn't know you could do that with air, right? Mm-hmm. But it no, is... I, I want I wanna control. I want to control more than the air, I think. You could
2: metal bend. All right.
0: We have one more. um. Uh, The last question, this is actually new this season. um, And it is, if you could invite any three people, living, dead, fictional, real life, whatever, celebrities, all of that, if you could invite any three people to dinner, who would they be?
1: Um, just to dinner because, I mean, I would want resand for more than dinner. Oh, no! from, Desert. Um, Desert. Dessert! Dessert! <laughs> we'll just put that on on there. You know, I really, I want to meet Tamlin. I want to slap him on the head. I want him to stop crying. And I want to understand why he's such an ass. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, so that would be my second. Um... And I'm just gonna tell you, and I'm I'm picking one book series because I am just I'm in love with that book series. I don't blame you. Uh, Nesta, Nesta, oh. to me, a lot of people hated her. Oh, so many people hated Nesta. I did okay. not. Okay. I adore okay. Nesta. Okay. Okay. You, you, yeah. We. You've opened we, need, to <laughs> we need to see,
0: talk. You can see, you can see the uh, books that I have displayed behind me. I see. Oh. It. <laughs>
2: um. Okay. Okay. So. Hmm. <laughs> We have a lot of opinions about all these things. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I think I have a love-hate relationship with Nesta. I. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. For like, sure.
2: I think part of it is because I see too much of myself in her, which I hate. That's it. <laughs> but that's why I love her. I'm like,
1: yes. oh, yeah, I'm screwed up like Nesta. Like, I right? get it. Like, the trauma <laughs> is real. Here's
0: yeah. my,
2: our like hot take pretty much is we think is uh, Sarah did her wrong created a great character did wrong on the plot not Mm. so in our first really yeah so no 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 like (laughs)
0: like we. so we did oh gosh it was like our our first first episodes whatever our first season last year we did um like our top five for the previous year all of that and then we did our DNFs for that year and we had each dnf'd one book and okay it was and it was silver flames what no no i went back no, and finished went back and finished we went back and finished okay. so it's okay but okay but, are we before we get too far off the date, right? oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, <so laughs> we are here to talk about you So and your <laughs> book yes. and all of your wonderful writing.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, For sure.
2: Oh my gosh. All right. Where to start? Where to start? When did you start writing? I, I would love to know that. Since you just published your first novel, correct? And the second one's mm-hmm. coming out, you said, in September. When did you yes. start your author writing journey? Or have you always been writing?
1: Yeah. So if you ask my mom, she'll tell you I was born to write. I had like 12 volumes of journals before I graduated high school. So I was always writing and, you know, deep into poetry and, you know, the world is so dark. Right. But I always loved fantasy. Um, So my husband will tell you when, when he's like, Hey, let's download a movie and watch it. I want a romantic dark fantasy that's drama. And he's like, you've already seen all of those. Like we're not seeing them again. So I can tell you that my my love of writing started very young. Mm -hmm. I I also think it's important for people to know, I love to share this because I'm also, I I am dyslexic. And so my writing wasn't always like (laughs) the prettiest writing in the world or the fanciest writing in the world. And so I think that's what kept me from writing Rise of a Dark Throne was Mm -hmm. this idea of, do I, am I good enough? to write that. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. of course, you know, as a woman of color and all the things that come with that in the publishing industry, um, I, I really struggled with, do I do this? Do I not? So let me tell you what I did. And then I'll tell you how long I've been writing. Ooh, yes. What I did is I took a master class by NK Jemisin, where she was talking about character development, world building, and it was a 15 series, one hour. So I did a 15 hour training with the brilliant um, sci-fi author. And I fell in love with it and I I went downstairs. I remember when I finished the very last one, I went downstairs and I told my husband, I'm writing a dark fantasy romance novel. And he was like, okay. I said, yeah, (laughs) and I'm gonna finish it in, and I'll finish it in seven months. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. And he was like, "Uh, uh, are you sure? I had never written a novel before. I had written articles about work wise, right. I do a lot of writing for work, but not, not, not a, not a, not a, not a dark fantasy. right? <laughs> I didn't think of that. And so, um, I started writing rise of a dark throne. Oh my God. I I'm gonna, I'm even embarrassed to say it. in February of last year. And by November, it was published. Man. Now, let me tell you, I switched jobs during that time. I mean, I was writing day in, day out, breathing it in, taking it in. I hired a, a an editor to help me, like edit the novel. Like there was all these things that I had to, and I learned as I went a lot. Like I was building the ship while I was sailing at sea, and it was, um, I mean, it, it was insane. Um, but I knew that I would have to get here's here's my here's my um, Hermione, right? I knew I would have to get organized in my writing so I told you whatever I'm passionate about I will organize the thing and so I I I purchased this software um that was for folks it was Novel Factory no no plug intended but that's what I used I used Novel Factory and it helped me organize my character development my world building my um my you know my plot it helped me write out my plot so the whole you know a lot of a lot of authors really struggle with what's our blurb and what's my, you know, what's my blurb on the back yes. of the book it's gonna be? And what's my premise? I had that from day one because of this software. It helped me like, I down,
3: mm. what did I wanna
1: write about? What did I wanna talk about? And how was I gonna do that? Um, and that's in in that software is where I wrote the novel. It's where I put, I'm a very visual learner too. So I needed pictures of my, of my characters. Um, I didn't want anyone trying to figure out if my character was black or, or if he was a white guy or, you know, like all yeah. those things I need, I needed people to know, I needed to know what they look like. Mm-hmm. So then I can tell people in my writing what they look like. Um, and so, yeah, so November, I think it was like November 15th, the book went live. Wow. Um, and it was a slow start. It was right before the holidays. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, That was insane. But I will tell you, um, Instagram was great for book tours and stuff like that. But then when I got to TikTok, that's Mm -hmm. when everything, everything changed um, for me as a writer. Um, I found my audience there. And so, and I have a lot on Instagram, but TikTok, I, I, I fought it every step of the way. (laughs) <laughs> um, until the voice actor for my Audible, because I have an Audible out for Rise of a Dark Throne. Um, she told me, hey, uh, you need to get on TikTok. That's where everybody is. That's where your your readers are. Once you get on TikTok, you'll see it, it will change it. I was like, I don't need another platform. I don't want to go there. And I did <laughs> it. It took me three months to even try it. And I did it. And now I have almost 16,000 followers in five months. Oh, right. that's awesome right Good for you that and is awesome. yeah it it has changed it has changed everything so wow. now the book sales are high like people know who I am that's why what at Imaginarium people were like oh my god I've been looking at your TikToks and Aww. like they're amazing and I'm like I'm almost I mean I'm an old lady like you love my TikToks that's pretty dope because I'm I am not of your age group my dear um <laughs> but yeah so I don't know if I answered your question how long I've been writing but it took you me did. about seven months to write it. That's yeah. Amazing. And world building oh for me, we can talk about world building in a little bit, but it yes. it's yes. Yeah. I I had to do things differently to get so, this out. And I'll tell you the second book for me is harder now to write. <gasps> okay. The first one. I have so many questions for you. You're just, you're just inspiring. <laughs> I have I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I want to know more.
2: <laughs> so I feel like you've already answered this question via how you explain yeah. writing. Okay. I'm assuming you're a planner, not a pantser. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, oh, are you a planter? I'm a planter in some space. I'm a planter. Yeah. yeah. So my my husband, um, the marketing side of this is very new to me, and mm. um, you know, indie authors we are not taught that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Right. Um, the first lesson I learned from this masterclass I was telling you that I went that I was watching was market your book while you're writing it. You don't even know what it's about. Oh. Market it. You don't even know what you're going to write about. You don't even know how many pages it's going to be. You don't know what the premise is. Mm -hmm. Market it. So the first thing I had to do before I even started world building or figuring out who my character was going to be was open up a separate Instagram account Mm -hmm. that wasn't connected Mm -hmm. to my personal stuff Mm -hmm. and start sharing videos of me writing clips from, hey, do you guys, is this guy hot? Is he not? Like all those (laughs) things to when I go back. And I look at, oh my gosh, uh, all the things that I did to get, to get ready for this, um, mm-hmm. for what I am today. Incredible. Like it, the marketing piece. And I, I cheated. I'm not even going to lie. My husband is a marketing director. So like, there you go. He you has have. taught me everything I know. He has taught me um, to the point that now I do a lot of it on my own. Like, I don't, I'll show mm-hmm. him some things, but most of the time he's just like, you, you got it. You go with it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he, you know, I think um an author who does not—I I was talking to a, a a fellow indie author the other day, and she was like, "I I wrote," she had written ten novels, and she had never shared that with anyone, and they're out there, but they're not selling. And I'm like, so if you can't sell your book to people, like the the whole premise of your mm-hmm. book to a person, then why did you write it if you didn't want other people to read it? Yeah. And so I think as indie authors. We have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable side of marketing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we
1: have and and we have to be vulnerable about it. Oh, hundred um, percent. Yeah. And how do you humble brag? Like my right? is dope, but you know, <laughs> you like it, right? it's, it's all of that. It's all of that um, mm-hmm. that I've had to learn pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing it between both platforms has been interesting too, because algorithms are different. Yeah. What oh, people yeah. want on Instagram oh, is yeah. not
2: what people want on TikTok, uh, and vice versa. And so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the back and forth between, I have been slacking mm-hmm. on our podcast TikTok because <laughs> I usually post on Instagram and then I post on TikTok. But mm-hmm. you're right. The algorithm is so different. Like, sometimes I post longer formats on our TikTok versus on our Instagram, and like, mm-hmm. The content that goes really well on Instagram does not go over well on TikTok. And it's, you it's just, just, never you, just, you never just never know. You just never know. Yeah. Just never yeah. know.
1: Mm-mm.
2: I love that. So I wrote down the class that you took and the program that you used for your novel. Yeah, so You're the first <laughs> author to come on here and suggest a writing class by a woman. And I have not really? written, Yes, which infuriates me. Not not you, them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, yeah. about, what? what was it? What 2021? Was that it, Megan? Uh When did we start this? (laughs) When did we start doing this? When did we no twenty was 2021? What year is it? It's 2023.
0: It's 2023. So it's 2022.
2: Okay. So yeah, we've only been doing this for a year. Yeah. Um, so back in 2022, we made a goal, a challenge for Mm -hmm. ourselves to only read uh women or um mm-hmm. you know transgender any just not men basically no men right right <laughs> right um I right.
0: broke I broke it but again count. it's the author of legends and lattes so like I think oh. I get a pass for that one
1: <laughs> I think you do too yeah so,
0: since then I have
2: not picked up a novel written by a man because yeah. I just I one supporting women support women mm-hmm. um for women sure, read for sure. more than men period mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a soon-to-be fantasy author wanting to publish into the fantasy realm that has mm-hmm. so long been run by men I'm only going to be buying women's written fantasy novels say less and so why would I go to a man for writing advice
1: I wouldn't well and 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 I <laughs> and I, I I mean I didn't this is so loaded right but I, I'll <laughs> say this like I think I think for me it it was important for me to learn how to write from a from a woman and mm-hmm. it was also important for me to learn how to write from a woman of color mm-hmm. who had been doing it mm-hmm. in this industry successfully all by herself for a long time. So before Legendborn, right, there yeah. were other novels mm-hmm. that we didn't know about that I still don't know about. Mm-hmm. So for me the only time I love Sarah J Maas. So this is not on her. This is on all fantasy yeah. authors, mm-hmm. right? Yeah the only time i've seen myself in um in those fantasy novels right um especially the ones written by men where men save the world where men are the mm-hmm. heroes where men play the villains where men i mean it's just men dominated industry um that is one of the reasons why i went indie because i wanted to be oh. have the control to yeah. promote mm-hmm. to leverage and to speak on a thing um in the way that I wanted it to be talked about. So mm-hmm. I didn't want anyone to... I never sent my my manuscript to anyone. Okay. I okay. just... I, I'm not that... I, I wasn't that person. You know, I'm still mm-hmm. waiting for Netflix to knock on my door for the book deal. Right. Hey, we'll um, tag them in the reel below. That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll tell you, like, for me, that's why I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's a male-dominated industry. Yes. Um, I am a woman of color. And so... The way I have to write for it to even be recognized is I have to hide who I am. And I refuse Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, And I wanted to tell the story of Black Girl Magic, right? So my parents are from the Caribbean. I'm I'm a Dominican American. Um, My first language is Spanish. Uh, But there's not a lot of (laughs) stories about us out there Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. these. And Mm -hmm. so this story is centered on women of color. And it's also um, inspired by the Caribbean where I grew up going to the beaches and learning how to cook with my grandma and and those kinds of things where I spent my holidays there and so for me I didn't want to trust a publishing agency Mm
3: -hmm. to
1: do that for me um, because it was so new and it was so different and I'll tell you I even did focus groups before I started and a lot of um, I'll say this a lot of white readers told me that they would feel that my characters were not relatable even the white British guys that were, you know, super hot. And so again, that pushback that I got that was really real. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out, okay, so how am I going to do this? Who's going to even read this book, right? Who's going to engage in it? It's a great story. I didn't know. I didn't know this story was living inside me. Mm -hmm. I could never have told you. So when people ask me, how long did it take you? And I see authors saying, oh, it took me three years to write this first book, four years. I wrote this in seven months because it was living inside me for a long mm-hmm. time right yeah. um and the details of the editing and all that stuff that we all hate to do but has to be done so yep. that the story resonates mm-hmm. with others for me it was more of i needed to control the narrative mm-hmm. on on, i wanted to feel free about saying this book is centered on women of color mm-hmm. centered inspired by the caribbean and the females, you know, the women in in my stories, yes, they're Black and they're warriors and they're queens and they're the evil ones and they're the love interest and they're, and, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why Rise resonates with a lot of readers Um, because one, women who haven't seen themselves in these stories now can see themselves. And I think two, people just love it like I mean it's not even just about oh yeah there are a lot of people want to diversify their Mm -hmm. fantasy reads um they they're not necessarily that from legend born brilliant story great writer um but that's one of a thing there are Mm -hmm. many other Mm -hmm. stories even at Imaginarium I mean there were a lot of people there that traditionally published Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. are writing some really incredible stories Mm -hmm. and so that's that's one of the reasons why I was really picky about okay if it's going to be my first book festival which one am I going to go to yeah Um, and I needed to go to one that felt diverse right that felt like we're inviting a lot of people and not just one type of author in
2: yeah 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 everything that you were mentioning about your books Mm -hmm. about how it's based in the Caribbean how it has pieces of you in it how it has representation all of those just seem like more reasons to read it like yeah like it's just like Mm -hmm. ah you're checking boxes off that I (laughs) I look for like I mean Megan and I talk about this a lot because we are very into uh cultural significance and like the lore and Mm -hmm. the the history from uh, places around the world and so we specifically seek out international (laughs) lore and culture in fantasy reading because it's it, it's way more interesting. I, yeah, we literally had a conversation it's like, "I don't want to read about another <laughs> Viking if I could save myself."
1: <laughs> I mean, can I say it? I don't want to read about another redhead. Yes, main mm-hmm. character who has her bow and arrow, and you know she experiences yeah. horrible things. And yeah. that's not. Those are my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite yeah. stories, yeah. right? I Enemies, love to lovers, and all of that. Love but I, them. I, I, yeah, but but there. My so people don't often the build. world building. Was a thing that was more mm-hmm. simple, it's not overdone, it's not you know, and people can realize it right. So, in world building, one of the things that um, the master class do you want to learn about my? um my world building. Yes. 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 Okay. So, um, I'll pick up from where I left off. I, I, I traveled to Puerto Rico because I, I, in the middle of the night, my husband was one of the things that you'll hear me say a lot about my husband is that once I tell him, I pitch him an idea, he's all in and he's a creative as am I. And so in the middle of the night, he'd wake me up and be like, did you know that there's a bioluminescent bay in Puerto Rico? And I'm like, No, I didn't know that we've got to go, we've got to go. We've got to go because you're talking about bioluminescent ocean and the magic is coming from these Mm. places. And so that's what we did. Um, So I got to go to Puerto Rico and, and, while there I was inspired because I saw they have these huge enormous trees that are connected to right by the ocean and it was just like this beautiful um it's how I envisioned Mosa so that's one of the islands on Ooh. um the world of Transia that I created mm-hmm. and um you know my husband's always been super supportive of that and so the things that we went and did as a family we we went and saw the biluminescent bay and we went and did um walked around the city looked at the houses how people and so people of mosa are really a combination of um the people from jamaica the dominican republic and puerto rico um so cool. and some of those That's cultures really cool. that come from there yeah yeah and it you know I think if indie authors can afford to do it, that they should travel to a place you want to write about a castle, then you need to go visit one,
3: Mm -hmm. Um, touch Mm
1: -hmm. it, smell it, you know, know what it feels like. And Mm -hmm. so that it was important to me again, visual, I'm sensory learner. So it was really important for me to be able to do that in that way. Oh yeah. Um, For the second novel, I'm doing something similar. Um, But it it takes place in a different part of our, of the world I've built. And so it's not island based anymore. It's like, it's like wilderness, it's like the forest. And so a little bit more, a little bit more of what we're used to Mm -hmm. when it comes to like a dark fantasy, medieval time Mm -hmm. experience. Yeah
2: yeah i'm mm-hmm. really lucky i'm going on vacation this summer in a few weeks and i'm like wondering how it's going to inspire my writing because <laughs> just like you i get very inspired by like visually like when yeah. i when i go on a walk through the woods like uh, at the park near my right. house i just get inspired yeah. when I, I think about my right. travel experiences and i feel like i inject it into my own writing so i'm really curious to see how because I'm going to Africa like how that's such a very different oh, yeah. lo- location than I've traveled before so I'm just like yeah. how is this going to impact my mm-hmm. writing how is this going to influence oh it's going to change it, it. it'll I'm, change it I'm really excited it'll to change see change how it. it impacts it
1: that's so exciting um yeah that's that's for me that's how I the world build. I think that's why world building has worked for me in that way is because I I I went and I I, I was there so I could mm-hmm. I could. I could tell you what it feels like to be in Mosa because of that mm-hmm. bioluminescent bay. And That's so, so cool. yeah, so cool. yeah. It's, That's it, a- it's. Been, we you- also did a, um. we took, we went, I, we live in Florida, so we went kayaking at night and we had these glow in the dark kayaks. Ooh, uh, it was totally, but that was part of my world building too. So you don't have to go super far, mm-hmm. right? But I wanted to know what it, what would it feel like to be here at night, sailing across the ocean or whatever. Yeah. And then have this bioluminescent glow um, all surrounding you. So we did that as a family too. And that that inspired my mm-hmm. writing as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, so
2: you're you're from so Florida?
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm originally, I was born in New York, raised in New York, but we live in Florida. We've lived here probably the last five years. Okay,
2: <laughs> where in Florida? I have family in Florida. I'm very connected to Florida. So it's mm-hmm. like a yeah, second home Tampa. for me. I'm
1: in the Tampa, Tampa. Okay. Mm-hmm. My
2: family's from Melbourne, so we're yeah used to live in Melbourne we're East Coast um okay. I I'm a Florida Gator diehard fan <laughs> oh awesome die Florida Gator fan we're gross. not going to talk about Meccan. Awesome, no Megan awesome. you're Bo-Gators. not a lot of gross. you are not a lot of comment on this
0: it's gross but it's guy. he's a Bama fan it's fine. I am don't, I, don't talk I am them. an Alabama fan my family's from Alabama <laughs> in my blood Yes. Um. And th- as soon as you said Florida, I like perked up. I was
2: like, Florida,
1: Florida, oh, Florida.
2: <laughs> like I was. So my mm-hmm. my family comes from a background of being religious. So like I was baptized in Florida. I learned how to drive. Like I got my. I like learned how to yeah. get. All, I got all my hours for driving in Florida. I learned how to also. ride a bike in Florida. So like
1: Florida is my second home. <laughs> yes yes Um, i get it immediately i was like wait do tell me more (laughs) i love it here i do i love it here i think it's it's a good fit for us we live in a pretty diverse area which was important for us too my husband's white we have a mixed race child and so um Mm -hmm. for us it was just really important to be around yeah
3: yeah, yeah.
2: like our Mm -hmm. books should
1: be a diverse Mm-hmm. um representation of all yeah. people. So, Which you yeah. mentioned
2: this when you talked about your writing, you said you put in images of your characters. Were you just like Google searching or did you find like Yeah, a-
1: originally I was. Um, okay. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about some controversial shit right? now Ooh, so Okay. Too, go for it. it. May feel a little weird for people, but we'll mm-hmm. discuss later if we're going to edit it out or keep it in, okay? <laughs> um so when I first started, I went to Pinterest. Where does everybody go to look for their yeah. like character imagery, mm-hmm. right? Um but they weren't they, they were close, but not, you know, mm-hmm. like the black mm-hmm. girls really look like white girls with straight hair. And so I wanted, you know, like really full yeah. cool lips mm-hmm. and I wanted it to, I wanted people to not have to guess. Right. Yeah. But I, I did do, I made do with what I had. And so when I wrote Rise of a Dark Throne, all of my images came from Pinterest. Like it was just, oh, what's the, mm-hmm. the, my main character male MC is, his name is Rivian. So Where what does rivian look like? And what does soul look like? And so we we did all that. Um yeah. That's a hot name. Just the name alone is hot. hot. Yeah, he's I mean, you know, you 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 gotta have a book boyfriend, and I I needed people to anyway, we'll talk about that. But I, I will tell you that um what happened then was the world has shifted. The world has changed with technology, right? So AI is a big deal mm. right now. Who do, who uses it? Who doesn't? How do you use it? How do you don't use yeah. it? And so yeah. some of my artwork, when, when Mid Journey first came out, my husband's a creative. So he was like, oh, look, you know, they're talking about this thing at work. We can, we can do your world building. Like we can show people what Mosa looks like. Yeah. So let's build out what Mosa looks like. And then came the critics of, you know, make sure you're not stealing people's art. Make sure you're not thinking about how are you doing things differently? So a lot of my um, art that I even use now is um, used by Midjourney, but I don't sell it, right? I just use it to market the book, right? Yeah. So Rivian, for example, I posted a new picture of Rivian today that is quite delicious um, on Instagram and people have already been saying like, where do you get your art? And I I try to stay away from that because I don't want to be canceled in any um, but I can tell you that that's been a big part of my marketing side. okay People yeah. want to know what your characters look like oh, they want to yeah, know what your characters look, right 100%. So
0: I for so one of the things I'm
1: gonna show you this this is not like a sell, but I, when we did the book boxes, I didn't know yeah. about book boxes before this mm-hmm. when we did the book boxes, that was a big part of like, hey, um how am I going to make it unique a unique experience mm-hmm. for people So, mid has helped me figure out like what, what, what do I want things to look mm-hmm, to brand mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of things mid gets wrong there's a lot of things that these AI apps get right and so yeah. I um I have hired illustrators which I have always done and I will always put money towards that and i and you know I'm also an indie author and the reality is that I am not <laughs> I don't have a big publishing company backing mm-hmm. me yeah um when it comes to the marketing side so I had to be creative mm-hmm. and I had to do things um in the way that works for us and so mm-hmm. it has helped us sell books it definitely yeah. has It has helped mm-hmm. people like connect with our character with my characters and so that for me I I don't regret it it's been a great experience yeah. and um yeah it's helping I mean, me sell my my novel. So,
2: as an uh, an artist myself, I people have asked me my question: How do you feel about the AI art? And I, well, it's kind of one of those right. things. When it comes to art, how many times do we look to our past art to make new art? Like, right. so many right. people like right. use inspiration from famous auth- authors, artists, <laughs> to then. Make copy and paste yeah. it like so many people are influenced by Andy Warhol and Vincent van Gogh mm-hmm. and all the big right. names. And it's like, well, okay, if you're copying their art, yes. what is, I mean, yeah, this is a computer engineered thing, so right. it's kind of like, uh. right? So, I i definitely have like this has been a hot I topic. To be of, responsible how we use it, exactly. Yes. And so, like, you know, honestly, like the more I, I haven't dove into it yet, but I'm yeah. really. I really want to do the same thing with my characters. I want to like plug I them do. in because I have the same problem. I cannot uh-huh. find truly accurate representation uh-huh. because it's just, I feel like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm uh-huh. reaching too far. <laughs> like, can I just find a hot guy from North
1: Africa? Well, and I'll tell <laughs> you, right, right. Cause right. like my, my main character well, is from that area. The, um... Yeah. Yeah. One of my, um, one of the things that has been so helpful for me um financially i'm just gonna be really honest i hire illustrators and they're very expensive Mm -hmm. and they should charge what they charge and i should pay them and compensate them for the Mm -hmm. brilliant work that they do um and at the same time i cannot afford to do that
2: Mm -hmm. every month yeah
1: but i like to generate new content Mm -hmm. and 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 we're all on social media, so we know, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram, TikTok, Mm -hmm. they, you need to be posting constantly. And it can't always be a quote from my novel. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I, when marketing for me, I have to be really smart about how I do it. So the way that I do it is, hey, this is what my characters could look like. Mm -hmm. And here's a cool song attached to it. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're you're right. Black girl power. And yeah, then that's it. That's how we've been doing it. And mm-hmm. it works. It works for me. Um, I don't feel like I'm crossing a line. Some people mm-hmm. may feel like I am. Um, but you know, when you're an indie author, your job is to mm-hmm. write a good book, market a good book, yep. sell a good book. I guess, And like- so how do I do that if I can't even market it in the way mm-hmm. that I feel most comfortable marketing.
2: Like, what's the difference between somebody posting a Pinterest like board and be right. like inspired by this? Like, what's the difference? Nothing. It's right. the same thing. It's the I mean, same. People, none people, of that. None yeah. of my well, Pinterest work is yours. Pinterest
0: as, um Pinterest aesthetics all the time. We've done it. We've all done the it. Time. Like everyone does it. And I mean, as long as you're not being like, oh, look at this awesome artwork I did. Yeah, I created. And then, right. Right. Then, right. right there's not an issue. I think the issue comes if right. you're like trying to say it to yours. But for people like, Natalie is the artist. Yeah. I have no artistic <laughs> ability. I can craft, but I can't do my own like individual <laughs> art. So like, right. if I wanted and to draw out my characters to see what they actually look like other than the, I also have a Pinterest board specifically for my book that I'm working on right now. Um, other than just like well it's kind of like this person mixed with this person mixed with this person mixed with that. It's like I can't draw that out right yeah
1: no so. no and I, I'll say like people I, I think in today's day and age when it comes to our novels people want to know mm-hmm. if your work is representative if if, oh, if the main character mm-hmm. looks like them right mm-hmm. and so not that that will stop me from reading a book no. where someone doesn't look like me. I've been doing that my whole life. But mm-hmm. at the same time, people want to see themselves reflected in that. And so I I my most popular um my most popular TikTok has over 350 something thousand views. Woo! And it was right. And let me tell you what I did. It was a video of me, I'm not even saying a word. I just say, <laughs> "My dark fantasy" um my dark fantasy doesn't have old english folklore Mm -hmm. and uh dwarves right that's what i said (laughs) but it does have dot 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 and it's just images fast hitting Mm. images of my characters right black white puerto rican whatever right but Mm -hmm. that has that that is where my tiktok my tiktok life flew off the handle Three hundred and forty six thousand views I don't know how many likes, maybe 12, 13,000. I have no idea. And the commentary. And from that, my book sales skyrocketed, Um, which is why then folks like Imaginarium were like, hey, would you like to come to our conference? Because that's the other Mm -hmm. thing that people don't realize. A Polycon has to invite you. Imaginarium has to invite you. You don't just get to go. You Mm -hmm. have to be invited to the um to go and then you've got to have your money ready to pay right so (laughs) it's all of those things right Mm -hmm. and that also is part of the business is and do people feel like they're going to want me to come to their book festival if I don't have a strong following Mm -hmm. if I don't have x y and z so again not necessarily a plug for tiktok but it is (laughs) whatever platform you're shining right whatever platform Mm because for some Instagram was my place, but Instagram's algorithm right now, the recent changes, mm-hmm. it's tough to get your stuff
3: mm-hmm. elevated
1: where, where your readers can see it. Um, but on TikTok I'm not experiencing that. And I think it's 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 because I started strong with this one thing that went viral that took me literally two minutes to do. Mm-hmm. All the other ones that I overthink, I get mm-hmm. maybe three, four hundred likes on it, four hundred views. But the ones that I don't even think about or work hard on, those are the ones that are getting like these big just- hits. <laughs> It's just weird. Yeah, it's just weird. No,
2: I feel the same way. I'm going to wrap around. Um, I was looking at your website because you mentioned your main character a few times and I feel like I have mm-hmm. like so many thoughts racing through my head. You're inspiring me to ask. <laughs> um, so you have called it a dark fantasy, correct? Is that a it tag is. that you would use? Okay, because I was looking at yeah. your website and it says YA contemporary romance. Is that, does that? Yeah, hold? so
1: yeah, that needs to be updated. Okay, because- I was wondering originally when I started thank you for pointing that out no originally when I started writing the novel um I thought this was going to be like a, a YA like mm-hmm. really truly a YA um but I loved um a couture right and so I was like wait I wanted to have I want it to be I want I want there to be sex like I want to be able yes. to have colorful jokes right I yeah. want the banter to mm-hmm. be like holy shit did she did he just say that right yeah and mm-hmm. so I knew that if I was going to write it for the YA audience yeah they'll read it a lot of them will let's be honest right but mm-hmm. I didn't I wanted this to be an adult dark fantasy romance okay, okay. And so that's that's where we are and that's what I need to change which is why you know indie authors have multiple hats so now i gotta go back <laughs> to my website and update it uh, so good point but it's it's where I, it's where i started It yeah. was like oh i'm just gonna i'm gonna do this for this this group of people but the people that that were really wanting to read the novel weren't necessarily a 16 year old it was mm-hmm. the 25 year old who was starting their life out my my um i think also knowing your audience is a big deal as an indie author mm-hmm. so that you know who you're writing to and so for me i'm in that 18 to 27 that's my fan base right there my reader base and so that's who I write to Mm -hmm. often that's who I'm writing to often I was trying
2: to explain this to somebody they're like why do so many of your novels have sex in it and I was just like not like my personal like that was hard to explain not the ones I'm writing which they do but not the ones I'm writing But like the books that I read, they're right, like, why right. do you read romanticy so much like romance fantasy? And I said, because yeah, as yeah. a 31 yeah. year old, mm-hmm. I have sex. Newsflash. So surprised. Whoa. <laughs> Most people do. And so surprised. They- we have sex. And it's like, you know, when I'm reading about two people that are obviously mm-hmm. in their 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever age they are, sometimes 50s, yeah. guess what? They're probably gonna bang, guys. Yes. Right. And, if I, yeah. and if it's not yeah. in the novel, what the fuck kind of relationship is this? It's not real. <laughs>
1: it's not real. And I'm it's like, not. I don't
2: need it to be the raunchy smutty, his,
1: you know, I don't need no, velvet wrapped steel, be... but like... <laughs> and I'll tell like, you, like, so for my for my novel, you know, Originally when you when you when you post when you you make your novel live mm-hmm. hear my advice do not read do not read your book reviews okay okay <laughs> I do not recommend that I will take that I did advice for the first three months <laughs> I did it for the first three months and I was just like what do you like sold what do you mean reviews isn't hot like all of those things oh, <laughs> you it yeah. personal because these are your people uh, these are your yes. children that you've created mm-hmm. right and you've launched them out into the world But so that was the first thing a really good friend of mine who is an indie author told me, do not read your reviews. Reviews are not for you. They are for the readership. (laughs) They are not for you. They are for the readership. Let them do it. So originally I had my husband reading my reviews for me, not me. Um, And he was always like, listen, because he has, you know, tough skin because of Mm -hmm. marketing. Right. He's like, your book isn't for everybody. Right. But I will tell you that some of the feedback that I did get early on in those early on months that I could digest mm-hmm. <laughs> and not go into like shock, but mm-hmm. that I could digest were about world building, how how they loved mm-hmm. it. Um, two, two points of view. So I write from what I know. And so <laughs> a big part of Rise of a Dark Throne is all these parts of my life that I've turned into like this dark fantasy concept, right? Yeah. But the way Mm -hmm. Rivian and soul met and how quickly they fell in love and how hard and fast it happened is my love story with my husband. And so when people, when people would write to me and say, Hey, by the way, I really love the story, but I wish it was more of a slow burn. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're not even Mm. kissing until chapter 11. (laughs) What are we talking about? (laughs) Okay. Um, that's as slow as I can make it. And then there were other people who were like, I wish it would have happened faster. So, you know, I think we write for our readers, but we also write for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, so true. The book I'm writing right that. now is my book. That book belongs oh, to me, right? The okay. second book. When I release mm-hmm. it to the world, then it's it it's I've released it. I just heard Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran, he just shared this the other day. The 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 the, the, the songs you haven't heard from me, mm-hmm. the books you haven't read of mine, they're still mine. Mm-hmm. When I release them, they become part of the greater audience, right? Mm-hmm. So they have their own perspective on what soul so soul is our main character right one girl told me the other day she hates that soul cries so much oh no that she faints so much Soul Mm -hmm. is you know she was fragile so she faints a lot right (laughs) um my next character may cry a lot and it may it may Mm -hmm. make people annoyed so this is i've learned to remember that I'm going to write the story the way it, Mm -hmm. the way I believe it's going to be written, the way I, I will create emotional damage because that's just how (laughs) I, write. Um, I have had people call me, text me, email me and say, how dare you? How dare (laughs) you? I've had people take TikToks, um, do TikToks and just throw my book across the room. Like, because I did, I did the one thing they knew I should never have done. Right. But I love that when yeah. that happens, like I'm, I'm, I'm touched because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, they got it. And it was clear. And I was able to say it the right way mm-hmm. and it resonated. So the book I'm writing right now, that's my baby. Right. And it's, it's the, so when people want me to talk about rise of a dark throne, I'm already like, I've already started book three. So I'm already oh, like phases. What? Yeah. Yeah okay. yeah. okay. Wait, I have so, so many questions. Let <laughs> me tell you. Let me tell you about that. So book three, the reason I'm already in book three is because when I wrote, when i the month that i published rise um i took like two weeks off from writing and i had been writing the whole year and you know when you like you're done with college and you're like what am i gonna do with all my time yeah so i just kept writing i just kept writing so book two and three are literally together right now because i just kept writing and so again these stories lived inside me and i had no idea they were there but they just keep like oozing out um so book two comes out in September. We're in the final phases of editing. And now book three is like, I'm like seven or eight chapters in in book three, but it's because I wrote it attached to book two, which I think is helpful
3: mm-hmm. because
1: yeah. the distance between Rise of a Dark Throne and Magic Rising, which is book two, I this is why I have to keep Rise with me wherever I go. Because if I start <laughs> writing, I need to go back to chapter seven and find out how did we say that, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I need it all to align with the mm-hmm. first. Story. So- I, there's so much that goes into this writing world, but I wouldn't change it for anything. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. It's what I was born to do. feel I
2: feel yeah. that. I, I have, I have so many questions. Um, one, question Three. one, the, it's sequence sequen, sysquen- sysquen- Oh no, se-quen- sequence. Yeah, they're sequence. in order. They go in order.
1: <laughs> they go in order. Yeah. I am
2: Natalie's
0: interpreter. Um. Oh
2: my god. <laughs> honestly like i think part of it's the dyslexia i think part of it's just like the adhd i'm like how do i say these things um the follow-up to, okay no that was the same question so it ha- where book one ends book two begins there's no like time jump yes okay, okay. no and then no
1: time jump it's mm-hmm. all the same and i i it's not the same character straight as well that's what um, i was wondering yeah, so every novel is going to introduce you. You'll have some of the same characters, but it's okay. going to introduce you to new main characters. New, okay. like a pair of love interests. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a new thing. Okay. But it's all connected, I promise. Are you um, going to do
2: like mm-hmm. adventure style and like there's going like, to be a wrap-up one and where they're all going to converge?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> and that's, that's, that's going to be hard to write. Like, yeah. honestly, right? <laughs> so right now... I still am trying to figure out how is that going to land, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. there, there, there's going to be like this, I envision this big battle and all these things happening and all this magic happening. Mm-hmm. At this, and so all of those things I have to research. Like I don't, I yeah. that's not natural. Yeah, I don't yeah. write mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. I can write banter like nobody's business and make it super <laughs> funny and like inappropriate and appropriate at the, certain times. But when it comes to like battle scenes, I had to Mm -hmm. deep deep dive research Mm -hmm. how to even write two people fighting each other. Mm -hmm. So in the first book, there was a battle scene that I wrote and you can tell that I was a little apprehensive because in some of the feedback that I got from Mm -hmm. like beta readers, they were like, the battle scene was great. I wish it was three or four pages longer. Mm -hmm. And so in this one, I'm making sure battle scenes last a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, And that people that I can... I I know who has the blade, who has the sword, who's using magic like Mm -hmm. that. I can speak to those things. So, um, the books will are in order. They're not standalones. Um, I'm not, I, I I don't mind a good standalone, but I am a fan of a series of Mm -hmm. books. Like I, I love a Mm -hmm. good Harry Potter novel Mm -hmm. from one to the next, from one to the next, from one to the next. Um, and so for me, that's I knew when I started writing the series, the Mosa Chronicles, mm-hmm. that I was going to, it was going to be like that. I, I don't know if it'll be three books or four. Definitely at least okay. three.
3: Okay, okay. Um
1: four, four maybe like like remember um what was it? Oh my God. The vampire. Um, Twilight?
0: Twilight?
1: Twilight where okay. in the movies they, they divided it and they had like two parts of part three and you were like yeah yeah why yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so definitely that um mm. I'm gonna say this because I think it's important for readers to know so that it you can you can um digest the emotional damage a little bit all my books end in a cliffhanger
0: <gasps> okay <laughs> okay
1: yeah. I was that was so, another okay. I was like is it happy for now like is it no. happy after no. oh
3: no.
1: okay and I'm so, okay. Cool. so I feel like you know like you know when they do like the warnings on novels, like that's a yeah, yeah. warning. This oh it's yes. not going to give you closure <laughs> yeah. in the yes. way that you think. Yeah. Right, you need, you need it's not going to give uh, closure.
2: I wouldn't say insta love, but like insta love, enemies to lovers, um, cliffhanger. Mm. <laughs> All right, people
1: need to know these things. But honestly,
2: like, it feels like just a checklist of more two reasons to read.
1: Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So I leave with I leave with two cliffhangers. It's usually like the last chapter. You're like, oh my God. And then the epilogue is is like a whole nother. What? So the epilogue's in my book. I'm doing something different. I've never seen it before. I don't know if this is proper writing etiquette or whatever. Okay. But usually my epilogue <laughs> is chapter one of books of the next book. Ooh. Yeah. I like so this. I I like that a that's lot. That's what I've been doing. I make that chapter one of the next book. Mm. So you get like a little sneak peek. But um, book two's epilogue, (laughs) it's, it's, people are going to hate me so much, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. This is so exciting. They're going to hate and love me. I feel that. So if if you haven't, if you haven't read Rise of a Dark Throne, there is a lot of, like people have recorded themselves reading certain chapters and bawling. And I didn't know that I could invoke that in my writing. So that's been like, holy shit. Like we have something here that people, that resonates Mm -hmm. with people. And so for me, I want people to feel things. So growing up, um, I'm Latina, I'm Afro-Latina. And we grew up watching um, Spanish soap operas, telenovelas. And they were always on a cliffhanger. They were always melodramatic. Mm -hmm. And I think, I like to think that I get a little bit of, you know, how I'm writing these from Mm -hmm. there. From those mm. spaces where they, you know, and telenovelas, they all end with happily ever after. But the world doesn't really like that. And mm. so, for us to always write like this fairy tale ending when people die and thank um, you, you know, thank people you, people get hurt, <laughs> right? And and people have sex, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. And sometimes yes. you have sex with the wrong person, and we don't yes. want to talk about that in stories. And I don't know why, because what? that's the messy part of life that creates mm. the drama within a dark fantasy yep. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the dark fantasy that i wrote is it's a it's a love story and the way it starts out is a love story and the way it ends is a love story but all the shit in between you love. know who you think the person's gonna end up with is not i, I mean just honestly like yep. and, and that's that's mm-hmm. all of our stories right not yeah. everybody mm-hmm. marries their high school sweetheart yeah and so that's what i knew when i wrote it that i i needed it to Feel real those elements to feel real, right? Yeah. Like you know, you're my enemy, and but you're really hot. Like, what am I going to do? With that? You know?
0: Should I stab you yeah. or should I kiss you? Should I stab you? you? <laughs> right, or I kiss you?
1: I don't know. Right? Maybe both. Tempting, yeah. Maybe both. Right. A <laughs> little, little right. bit of knife play. <laughs> right. Never know. Never know. So I, I I think for it's it is important for readers to know like every every book is is. Um, pulling from the last book but also revealing more of the story as we move through it so you can't read book three before you read book one
3: okay Um,
2: yeah
1: you got to read in chronological order
2: and you mentioned earlier when you were talking about your world building that the second book is going to be taking place in a different is it going to be on the same continent or completely different kingdom um, see my
3: lovely map
1: yes I think you're from can you see my map? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, and i so my world building was really weird in that one of the things that NK Um Nemeson says is that you have to create, before you even write anything down, you have to create your map. Yes. You need to mm-hmm. know where people are traveling yeah. from, from where to where, right? Mm-hmm. And so first one was chicken scratch, mm-hmm. and then my husband found this brilliant map artist. Who drafted this gorgeous map for a hundred bucks? If you want the link, I'll send it to you. Right. Um, well, yeah. But <laughs> my original book starts in Mosa, and then it takes you to this place called Sundom, which is where you know our enemies are, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's Sundom, and now it's we're gonna we're gonna see parts of Mosa, but we're also gonna see two parts um, of the world that I built that no one has seen before. And so um, one is that is called the Vantane Woods, which is a mystical. Woodland place. And then the the second place is a volcanic city. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Um, I know that's exciting. (laughs) I know. I know. And the folks. So again, all of these, every part of every culture that I have represented in the novel is a part of a culture that I'm I'm affiliated with. So, for example, um, the volcanic city called Grimmer Grise. I, the people there are gonna be inspired by Taino Indians, which were oh the native God. indigenous people of the Caribbean islands. That's so um, cool. And okay. I had to do research. So my DNA says that I'm, I'm part of a, the Taino culture, but I didn't know a lot about it. Now mm-hmm. I know a lot about it. And so I created that population to function as if Tainos were around in this world and how do they navigate their business? Who's in charge? Mm-hmm. Um, how do they feel connected to the land and how does the land protect them with its magic like all of that has has been shared there and so again I had to visualize that for people who were getting excited about book two so you're gonna meet these new people and they have bioluminescent tattoos all over for them but let's talk about what they look like so i i was able to create those characters and share that and it got people more more excited Mm -hmm. about i can't wait to learn about these people so book two will have it will it will focus on three parts of the continent that's
2: really uh, cool or of the world yeah that's awesome yeah
1: Yeah. and honestly when i wrote the first book i didn't really know Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew Grimer Grize was gonna be something, but I didn't know mm-hmm. what. And now it's yeah. it's gonna be a big part of the story. Um, but just like with um a Court of Thorns and Roses, right? We the first mm-hmm. book, if you read it, you're like, holy shit, she's gonna be with Tamlin. I can't wait. It's gonna yes. be awesome. And then she's in this garden at night and Rhysan shows up and he's like, and I'm like, why is this guy hey. talking this? <laughs> in that moment, you don't even really know.
0: Yeah, he's gonna mm-hmm. be
1: the big part of the next of all the other books, right? We're gonna fall in mm-hmm. love with this guy, um, and that's that's one of the things that I love about how Sarah writes. Like you don't know, mm-hmm. she plays with you a lot. You don't oh, know yeah. who's gonna yeah. be what, right?
0: And so, so I yeah.
1: write, I write yeah. like that too. Mm-hmm. Like you just never know. And it's almost like Game of the, Game of Thrones too. Um, mm-hmm. you you're also not safe in my yeah. books. You're not Yeah. No one is safe. No <laughs> Good. Is safe. Good. Um. Because in, in the real world no one is safe. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to write, I wanted to write from my from my love and from my losses too. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of um there's a relationship in book one between soul and her best friend, um Nisa. And everyone loves Nisa. Like she when I started creating t-shirts, I knew Nisa had to be the first one, and that's the one that was selling the most because mm-hmm. people, especially women, she's a badass and people love her. And so is there... uh, she's short and tiny but she said whatever she wanted to say hey i could relate <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh i being so with... she
1: she controls everything so
2: that's really cool that's really cool
1: <laughs> it's I... super cool it's super cool i'm um, excited I, I she makes me excited
2: i have a tendency of shipping women together <laughs> like I would have shipped them together. I'd be like, "Yes, this is endgame right here. <laughs> These two women." <laughs> Every time I read a book mm-hmm. and there is mm-hmm. a female main character that has a badass That's- female friend, I'm like, "So, dating? together? DC. Yeah them? Yeah. This is Let's do it. Let's do, like, it yeah.
1: let's do that." And in my book there's so many my novel is there's so many women like that mm-hmm. that there's no way that the women won't be the heroes in this story. They will be. Um there's no way. That um, once people read it, they'll figure it out. Like the guys are so important in this, you know, prestige and the way things have been done, and um, the women of Mosa don't play that shit. <laughs> They're not here to nice. like impress anyone. They are. They they have the the best thing that happened on Instagram. Where I felt like people really fell in love with the book before it even launched. Was that I had an all female regiment. It was the most feared army oh, yes. in all of Transia, and they were all women, yes. right? Yes. So I had, I, mm-hmm. I had to do research on that. I had to do research on. Surely, in history, we had a oh, yeah. group of women that were feared, right? And mm-hmm. so I found out. That's when I found out about the Dahomey warriors. So before mm-hmm. the Woman King movie came out, I based all of my warriors on that on that story that's awesome on 16 year old girls who were slicing men's heads off right Mm. like here um (laughs) so that's where um the misa i call them the misa warriors Mm. that's where the misa warriors Mm. come from is from the Dahomey, um the woman king if you haven't seen the movie you should it's amazing but it's it comes from that idea that the women are the ones that protect Mm. um and that makes sense right because i mean we protect our children we protect our you know where the mama bear, right? That mm-hmm. comes from that. So, yeah. Um, in in the novel, that has oh, that has been very popular. People wanting to know more about the Misa warriors, mm-hmm. and so I've elaborated more on on that too in the second book too.
2: Do you find it interesting as people read your novel and beta readers or just general readers, mm-hmm. friends and family, that they come mm-hmm. up with questions? To they're like, Yeah. So I want to know more about this one sentence that you mentioned in this one paragraph, and you're <laughs> like. I don't, I didn't flush that out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I don't
2: have an answer for you. And it's so interesting, like where readers will spur on creative thought. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, do I bring this up more in the next book? How do I, like, have you experienced Like I have,
1: I make a list. So I'll tell you this. I make a list from every novel that I do. I make a list of my favorite quotes where I'm like, damn, ooh, damn, that's a great quote. Um, I did a thing on Instagram once where I said, tell me what's your favorite quote on, of rise of a dark throne. Holy crap. Like I had no idea. There were things that parents who had died one sentence that one mom made (gasps) that resonated with so many people. And I was like, I don't even remember writing that. Like, I don't even remember writing that. So I I think that's also what's so cool about these stories is that Mm -hmm. what I read in your novel, will resonate with me as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing for other mm-hmm. people. They will they will pick up what connects with them. And sure. sometimes it could just be one sentence. It could be a phrase. It could mm-hmm. be a character. You just don't know. Um, for some people, it was the world building where they were like, I can't wait to see it evolve more. Like, all, so all of those things, I think, that's what makes writing so cool and just like incredibly special is that um, I can bring you into my world, but you get to figure out where you fit in it and very true. Very true. right mm-hmm. and so I, I that's another reason why i don't read my reviews anymore <laughs> because it, it really it can harm your writing and you don't mm-hmm. want you don't want that and I, I i heard sarah j mass i was on a on a um mm-hmm. podcast that she was a guest on and she said she doesn't read her reviews either for that very reason oh. mm-hmm. um because you don't want it to like taint where your story is heading because you don't want to cause emotional damage <laughs> yeah, or, yeah you know yeah. there are things that we yeah. should we should have sensitivity readers, right? If we're writing about mm-hmm. people who don't look like us, we should have sensitivity readers or writers, mm-hmm. um, editors, I mean. But but we can still write really great stories. And I think that that's, um, that's what resonates the most with me mm-hmm. is I want people to feel like my characters could be your best friends and our best friends do stupid shit. And so Thanks. let's let's throw into the mix. <laughs> the world is going to die let's see people do stupid shit in the midst of that and that's where um but that that's where I feel like people are like yes this is ref- so I love that people hate and love that in my books as well
2: <laughs> um, oh I had, a, I had a question for you and I'm trying to remember it now I was so like in I was just like what what oh what was it it had to do sorry sorry oh, oh I remember now okay so you said that Book 1 obviously out, book 2 okay. coming out in September. Mm-hmm. You're already on chapter 7 yeah. of book 3. And since it's following different characters, yeah. do you have a favorite like female mc or have you picked out which uh romance that you like the best so Ooh. far?
1: Ooh. Oh.
3: Gosh.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let me say this. I can I can tell you that um Soul is my favorite okay. right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So in book in the one, hard question. <laughs> in book 1 Soul is my favorite. Okay. You you'll see her in book 2 as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think because for Soul um she starts off as this really shy person. She never wanted magic. She mm-hmm. never wanted the throne. The whole philosophy in my in my book is this whole idea that um I'm I'm the second daughter of a family of six. So I wanted it to be written from the perspective of a second-born child. Mm-hmm. And, and in this world, second-born children, third-born, they don't mean shit. They mm-hmm. are groomed to to support their first-born sibling. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so that happens, right? So when this plague comes into the world, um, Soul is left with two things. She's left with magic, and she's all alone family's gone everyone's you know this this plague that came through the city really did a lot of damage not just to Mm -hmm. her but to the whole world so that's Mm -hmm. where the the book starts so I don't feel like I'm giving away too much but she starts off as a kid who reads a lot of books and Mm -hmm. um she spent most she doesn't know how to swim because she spent most and she lived on an island she doesn't know how to swim because she spent most of her time in um in her family library in her family study reading scrolls and Mm -hmm. ancient history Mm -hmm. and you know, um, that's where she fell in love with reading. And so the soul at the beginning of book one and the soul um, in book two are two very different women who have experience Mm -hmm. because she's had experiences, right? So that's the other thing I think that in writing, when we we take a Katniss Everdeen, I think one of the things that I loved about that story Mm -hmm. was she started out as this rebel who, you know, snuck out every once in a while, but now she's leading a nation in a revolt, right? In a revolution. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I think that I think that that's one of the things that I love so much about that storytelling is character development, not just for book one, but throughout the entire series, who will she be at the end of book three or four? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is important. So I I'm I'm excited for people to see a new version of her. Um, yeah. because she's a little she's a little bit more dark now and Ooh. it shows based on what she's experienced. So you know, you have like the fairy tale princess in the beginning, and mm-hmm. now she's like mm-hmm. <laughs> Ursula in a lot of ways. I'm definitely, uh, I love the character building. So she's my, I would say she's my favorite because it's, mm-hmm. she's the one that I resonate with the most. Yeah. But I have one, one other favorite, which okay. is her sister. I don't, I'm not giving away too much, but her sister in book two is the total opposite of her. <gasps> um, yeah, she's a badass warrior. Her parents let her be one because she was never going to be queen um and so her sister is um she never has a plan she just <laughs> falls to the wall just goes for it and sometimes it doesn't and so they're very different um so I love both sides of that family if you mm-hmm. will um my favorite couple <laughs> this is hard to answer I can only answer it based on a notebook to us and a notebook a, I think I think if if people love Sol and Rivian they're going to love Kingsley and Lola more because okay. it yeah it has a little bit more of a slower burn they mm-hmm. don't it's not an instant thing that happens but um he's very different from Rivian Rivian is super cocky he's <laughs> you know he's like the asshole we all love to love right? Yeah. <laughs> love yeah oh, right? yeah and, and Kingsley is a little bit different. Um, one of the things that I Kingsley reminds me of, um, he's got a little bit of resand in him, like just a little bit of more polished, a little appears more relaxed, even though internally yeah. things are happening. Ooh. Um but he also is very flirtatious, um, which which Rivian, I I wouldn't say that Rivian was flirtatious. He was flirtatious mm. with soul, but he wasn't like this player. Kingsley definitely has player vibes. Um <laughs> And so even when he meets Lola, and this is in the epilogue, even when he meets Lola, he says to her, you know, oh, my name is Kingsley. You can call me King. And every woman, he goes, and every woman should kiss a king sometimes, don't you think? And so that's how he first meets her. And she's like, what the fuck? What? Who are you, right? Like, sir. <laughs> oh, okay, <I> mean, sir. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite. He's a nice tall glass of, I don't know. A good drink, but he's he's um he's pretty yummy, I would say.
2: <laughs> um, so if you ever decide to yeah. not write dark fantasy, would you consider some like good, good romance? Like I could go for some yeah. romance. So like
1: can I tell you? So I was never a fan of contemporary romance. I've always mm-hmm. read like dark fantasy. I mean my my whole I mean this is this is my life, this is what I love the most. But I <laughs> oh my god, my mom is gonna kill me. I have started reading <laughs> You know, smart lives. Right? Uh huh. And for, for smart. I'm just gonna tell you that was my intro, and now mm-hmm. I'm just like full fledged. But yeah. I will tell you, one of the things that I really have fallen in love with right now is dark, um, mafia fan uh, romance <gasps> novels, Where I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes! And I get yes! all the books, and like I Ooh. read them all. But I'm gonna tell you those books are also like research for me they help Mm -hmm. me figure out the complexities of enemies to lovers the complexity of we're not supposed to be together Mm -hmm. um so yeah I wouldn't um I I wouldn't say I wouldn't write one I would just mm -hmm. say because I already have an idea of the next series I'm going um I already wrote some things down and it'll be it'll be um an urban fantasy Ooh, yes Um, but but I'm nervous about writing that. I'd rather write about the mystical, you know, what have <laughs> you than yeah. write about an alternate earth. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, but, but there'll be elements of like that. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking like, how do I incorporate like that mafia piece to it? Like mm-hmm. mage against mage. And so I, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe Ooh. for sure. Yeah. Cause
2: I feel like your banter, your, your little, ah. dark, I feel like it would, it would hold up really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, haven't yeah sure. bridged over for yet. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. mafia romance into
1: biker gang romance. I haven't even done biker gang yet.
0: Oh, you need to, you need to. It's great. I'm open to recommendations. I'll make a
3: list.
2: I, I legitimately, Megan can testify to this. I go through binges where I read nothing but mafia and biker romance and it's like 10 a month. Yeah. Okay. I've Easy. I've already read I've read one Easy. biker romance and one mafia romance this month already. On top of the yeah. brick of Kingdom of Ash that I've yeah. been reading. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a
1: staple yeah. in my <laughs> yeah. monthly reading.
0: Yeah. I mean, we
1: start with dark fantasy, but then we end up in this space that's just like super cool. I will tell you, one of my favorite, and maybe you'll ask me this in a minute. One of my favorite authors is Jenny Hickman. I love her Peter Pan series, like the remake yes! of it. I've
2: heard of, oh it. I've heard of this. I have not read oh. it yet, but uh-uh. yes. Oh my
1: gosh, she she has amazing banter. Like you fall in love with those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and she was the one who like inspired me. Like oh, maybe there could be a, a a rebrand of a of an old story. She mm-hmm. made Peter Pan's story modern. She made it a comp- a contemporary novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um yeah. But it's a romance. and has magic and all all of those amazing things. But she's, I, I love her her writing style too. It's easy. It's not the world building yeah. you can understand it. And the stories. Mm-hmm. I don't like when stories drag. So mm-hmm. I don't mind a good five hundred page novel as long as we are moving forward. Mm, yeah. Like if those twenty chapters in between are just you talking to me about her right. learning how to cook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that, I can't do wait, it. wait. So, so now I, I
2: definitely I don't mind. Huh? now i need to know what you thought about tower of dawn
1: because that dragged it was not my favorite no it was pretty i mean yeah it just yeah. felt like a well, i'm just gonna say it felt like a filler book mm-hmm.
3: if
2: and that's wasn't, what i didn't
1: i don't want for my books yeah. to feel like a filler if yeah. it wasn't for irene yeah. mm-hmm. i couldn't have made it th- yeah. now uh nezrin
2: and sartak at the end Ooh. Ooh.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Love i love that them. man love i love them. that man I have not finished the novel yet, guys, yeah. but if Star Talk does not make it, do not tell me, because <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> I have no reason to be this obsessed with him, but he is mine. <laughs> I don't know something about him. He just seems, he, he looks really hot in my head. <laughs> I get it. I get uh, it. Mm. <laughs> Um, but speaking of authors, you, since you mentioned one of these authors, do you have yeah. any like childhood authors or current authors that you feel like definitely have influenced your writing style or you feel like have just kind of pushed you down this path of this
1: dark fantasy? Yeah. So definitely Jenny Hickman. She's, I think she's one of the, the best. Um, I want to say, and so this is where it's going to get like weird for me. Cause I'm trying to figure out, oh my gosh. Um. So a couple of things. One is, I would say Judy Bloom, and this is going to be weird for people, okay. because I grew up um, in a different time. And Judy Bloom was one of the first yeah. books where, um, what was it? Um, Hi God, It's Me, Margaret, or whatever, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. where she talks about real, real things that women go through, especially early on in that age. So it was the first book I read about a girl getting her period. It was the first book about mm-hmm. a girl feeling awkward and not really liking herself. But the way that she wrote it, it was, um, to me, it's like brilliant storytelling where Mm -hmm. you fall in love with the character. And I I think any really good novel that has really good bones to it, you can resonate and connect with characters at a um, very early on. So there are some books where I'm like, did not finish because Mm -hmm. of the character. I just couldn't, I couldn't connect. Um, And we're in chapter like five and I'm like, I can't do this. But Mm -hmm. chapter, but if you get me in that, prologue if you get me in that first chapter I'm (laughs) I'm hooked for the rest of the book um and banter is always the best way to do that Mm -hmm. but then as I got older and as I started um like collecting novels and and really reading you know again there weren't novels written by me so Legendborn was one of the first novels that I felt like holy crap we could like I could be the hero in a story right yeah and I was in I was in I was I was what, almost 40 when I read it. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, this is, this is not what I want for my nieces. This is not what I want for my nephews. Right. Yeah. Um. And so when I'm, when I'm talking about people who really inspire me with their writing in dark fantasy, it's, it's been the books that I've recently like mm-hmm. fallen in love with. Um. Which one is it? Hold on. Can I, can I stand up for a second? I can yeah, show you my favorite. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for it. Right. Okay. So I want to show you where it is. Um, of the sea uh legend born oh this is just a, uh, a cute one but i'll share with you um legend born was i just feel like it was the beginning of mm-hmm. oh black girls can write fantasy
3: mm-hmm. and
1: it's okay and and honestly most people didn't have an issue with it i think publishing industries i feel like um, they really struggle with modernizing mm-hmm. and yeah. and really understanding what <laughs> readers want. They think they know what readers want, but the reader of today is not the reader of yesterday. No. Readers today want to, yep. like we're doing, getting to know their author. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are your author's values? They don't want to be just behind this space. Mm-hmm. I, I was at a conference recently and there was an older, more mature, I'll say, uh, author that was there. She had written many, many books, and some of her challenges now, she's like, well, they want to know about me, and I don't want to share that, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's not going to work in this industry anymore. People want to invest money in you, and they want to know who you are, and so there's those pieces to to writing that I feel like um, have really stood out in books like Legend Born. This one, Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen, oh, I mean, just look at the book cover
0: so that's pretty
1: stunning it's gorgeous it's about it's about black mermaids <gasps> it's I about black, black mermaids and she just did um book two just came out mm-hmm. I haven't read it yet but it's it's a retelling like it's not a retelling but it's a new version of yeah um what black mermaids should be mm-hmm. right it doesn't matter if that's what the whole thing with Ariel was like crazy mm-hmm. to me um oh yeah why can't stories be about all kinds of people right, right. um so exactly. for me stories like this really changed the narrative for me this is what inspired me these two books primarily inspired me to write mm-hmm. Rise of a Dark Throne and that and that people didn't matter what they look like they would be interested in a different version of a story or a different way to tell a story and then i got the little mermaid one recently <gasps> at target nice yeah, that is so a, a pretty one
2: i didn't know they were gonna reprint it.
1: <gasps> yeah this is the ya version Ooh. of the little mermaid and i have um sarah j mass i don't know that i would have written rise of the dark throne it was one of the mm-hmm. um first novels series that i felt like holy cow i'm in love with everyone i want yeah. everyone to succeed mm-hmm. and so and the development of those sto- those characters throughout a whole novel was really inspiring mm-hmm. so i for whatever it is, I know that people say that some authors are problematic and what have you, but you can have problematic authors and still love the books that they write. And so that's how I feel. About we talk things. about
2: that a lot about Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like like you said earlier right, in, right. The, in the interview where the book is yours when you're writing it, but the moment it's put out there, it's mm-hmm. it's theirs. It's the reader's. Yeah. And I feel like Harry Potter is one of those that's just become... As readers, ours. Mm -hmm. It's our story. It's our characters. It's no longer hers. So her problematic issues do not impact my love and my relationship Mm -hmm. with the writing.
1: Right. And like, you know, I I don't.
2: I don't know if anything's Sarah. Hello. Uh, Sorry. An animal just walked in. (laughs) Oh. Oh no. We have a train. There's three of them. (laughs) All three of them are now in here. (laughs) Great. um but yeah like Sarah J Mass, I I haven't heard anything problematic about her but again I feel like at this mm-hmm. point with uh the way TikTok blew up akatar it's no longer it's it's not hers mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not her novel it's anymore. not it's and not it's not that's it's, I mean yeah it's a beautiful thing that the readers do is take your mm-hmm. take your writing and turn it into something more that's yeah. that's yeah. part yeah. of them now and it's just like oh look look at what look sure. what I did like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. cool
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's been, um, that's why I call them my book babies until they're born, right? So when they're born, mm-hmm. they're like launched out to the world and they it does not, that was a real hard lesson I learned right at the beginning. This isn't your, you wrote it, but now it's their story mm-hmm. and they get to interpret it the way that they want. Yeah. So yeah. it makes you more aware as an author, like I want to clarify some pieces and I want to make sure mm-hmm. that what we're saying mm-hmm. makes sense. And so uh, that's why book two is almost, almost 150 more pages than book wow. one. Um, oh wow. Um, okay. because there there's things I felt like mm-hmm. I need to make sure I clarify, mm-hmm. but that it's not repetitive. So mm-hmm. again, and I removed I removed five chapters from book two. Whoa. that's what I'm telling you, book three is oh, already wow. it's, it's on chapter seven. Yeah, I removed five chapters from book two because I was like, I'm getting too much right now. I've got to slow it down a little mm-hmm. bit so that they can so it can be digestible. I
2: mm-hmm. love that you said that because as as you said, indie authors, we don't have a there's no blueprint. We're just kind of right. figuring our way out. And so I, um, re- I'm i currently doing continuity um, mm-hmm. stuff with my novel. And I ended up writing, I would say seven chapters for a new opening for my novel because I changed so much in the background. And as I'm writing this and I was like, you know what this is? This is the prequel. <laughs> and that. I literally... Copy, uh, cut, cut it out, pasted it into a new document. I was like, "Well, there's yeah. the prequel. Uh, let's try again. <laughs> let's try it, a different intro
1: because <laughs> this that, is not that mm-hmm. story." <laughs> well, right now, my last, my second book. um I was sitting with my husband, and the prequel is the story about Lola, which is the, the main character, one of the main characters in book two. And um, I looked at my husband, and I was like, "I think it should be about Lola's mom," mm-hmm. and he's like but you're almost done. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start writing that one. And if it doesn't work for this one, it'll work for the next one. So now I have two, two, um, two parts of, a, of the beginning without, before we even get to mm-hmm. chapter one, I'm like, what am I doing? So, but that's the beautiful part about writing, right? You want, mm-hmm. yeah. you want to make sure that you get the right piece of the story, the right part of the story out at the right time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. It's, it's a crazy time. The hardest part for me is the editing phase because <gasps> no. I never feel ready. I never mm-hmm. feel ready. That's where um, I'm even at. If, even if my editor says to me, you're ready. We've already read this 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're ready. I still don't feel ready. Um, yeah. And so I'll go back and I'll start. I am so old school. I will print the entire manuscript and read it over again and over again. And it's um it's therapeutic for me, but it's also helpful. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel so I, I that because I, yeah, I do too. I do too. Um and I so with the first book, nobody knew me. So I had to get, you know, mm-hmm. I had to do marketing, but now I have like a readership, which is weird because I didn't expect that. And mm-hmm. so um I'll do a book tour, but it's not really it's really to get new readers. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. to to um because I have, I mean, for my beta. I asked for a beta group this time instead of just me giving my my novel and folks mm-hmm. reading it but i wanted like a deep analysis of a deeper anal- analysis of yeah. my 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 um story mm-hmm. and one of the things that they told me was um i, I had over 60 people sign up in wow. like two
3: days oh, so wow. i
1: have i have a readership so e- when you ask about like marketing earlier right a-, a lot of indie authors aren't taught how to do that but now I have to market my book in a very different way mm-hmm. um, because I have people who are reading it, and so I can invest less money in in um, in like getting the word out there. Um, but it's 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 so the, every book mm-hmm. for me, I think it will feel like a different kind of launch. So I I launched Rise of a Dark Throne, and then I launched recently <laughs> the Audible version of Rise of a Dark Throne. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I would have to like launch that because the book was already out. Mm -hmm. And then I learned very quickly. No, you, you literally have launched two books in one year. It's the Mm -hmm. same book, but it's two different types of launching. Oh, Mm -hmm. and by the way, don't forget, make sure you're marketing the book you're writing. So Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot.
2: like, I mean, we talk about this a lot because Megan is much more of an audiobook person yes. than I am. And, but I've noticed that if you are an audio listener mm-hmm. versus a physical book reader f- versus a Kindle book reader, platforms right. are completely different. They, mm-hmm. There's totally. crossover, but when you're marketing, totally. like you said, you're marketing your physical book mm-hmm. or your ebook. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. the audio book comes out, that's a whole
1: nother group of people.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It
1: really is. It is. And I had, to, I had to, one of the things I learned was for the audibles. Um, download maybe 10 seconds like that you know that mm-hmm. sample that you get yeah. when you when you before you so I had to download that and make that mm-hmm. a reel make that a TikTok mm-hmm. reel you, you know Ooh. share that with people and that's what's been bringing people in is being able to faster so and I mm-hmm, go ahead
2: oh sorry I was gonna ask you um you said earlier that it's a it's a dual POV correct or did I make that up yeah Okay. Um, in your audio, it's a multiple. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's multiple. Okay. Um, do you have multiple Mm -hmm. readers for the different POVs? I don't.
1: (gasps) Okay. I don't. I have, (laughs) um, so again, this was, this is also a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be, was having a woman of color be soul's voice. That was Mm -hmm. the most important thing. And it needed to have, um, A Hispanic Latina accent. So I I needed someone who could do that.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, And then
1: I needed somebody to sound like a really sexy guy. Mm -hmm. And I found, I found her, her name is Ruthie Bowles. She's amazing. Um, And she's done a lot of dark fantasy books for um, folks of color, but Mm -hmm. for the BIPOC community authors. Um, And she did a phenomenal job. So when you're interviewing, when you send someone an audition for Mm -hmm. um, your, again, I've learned so much for the audible side of the work. It's the more expensive side of the work too. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're, when you're doing that, when you're doing the audible version, um, they have to audition certain chapters of your book. And so, and not just that, but send me samples of all of my characters. Mm-hmm. So she did that, samples of their voices and how she would sound. Um, and she nailed Rivian's voice, like nailed it. Awesome. Um, so when That's I, awesome. of course I sat and listened to my book um, and when I sit and listen to her book, I I texted her the other day and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm falling in love with Rivian and it's really your voice. So, yeah, she was at Imaginarium. She was there. Yeah. Oh, and so I, so I, cool. I, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I'll i tell you. She's. Um. I think we need to make space for women um, leading these roles. Um, Men do female voices all the time on audibles mm-hmm. and no one complains about that. So hmm. I wanted to really make it a woman, woman run project. Um, will it always be like that? I don't know. But for this one, I felt like it was important. Yeah.
2: I love that. No, I love that you know, so much. We're all about any way to women mm-hmm. supporting women. Um, yes. We're like, that's, yeah. that's very much a pillar of this podcast. <laughs> it is, it really is. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
2: very much so. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I feel like I have like one more question to ask. Megan, do you have any
3: more? No, Okay.
2: Go ahead. Okay, so I guess my one question is is, do you have a one sentence pitch? I feel like this is the hardest question to ask an author is to summarize their novel in one sentence, and I want to see if
1: you have one. I do. Um so on my book box, I have that one line that says, "Soul awoke from the darkness with the one thing she never wanted, and it was magic." And that's really like where her story starts. So okay. for me, that's always my one pitch is she didn't want magic. She got it. And everything that came attached to the magic was what cost her everything. So, yeah. Awesome.
2: That's amazing. Amazing. I love that. It's
1: been wonderful talking it with you. It has been. Absolutely oh,
2: fantastic.
3: It's been
1: <laughs> fun. I'm sorry about the... Oh, it's oh, okay. It's, it's all good.
2: It's all good. Honestly, I feel fun. like we could talk to you for hours. There's yeah. so many things that I want to ask. I feel we this just means that we need to do a follow-up
1: interview, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Follow up interview. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Oh my gosh. It was it's been fun. I love it. it. I love yeah. chatting with like minded folks. I Yay! Love it. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah.
2: We, we were like, we hope she says yes. We don't know.
1: Fingers crossed. <laughs> And then we got your email. We're like, yes, it's happening! It's happening! Yay, yay. <laughs> but I, I need you, I need you both to send me um, a list of oh, mafia. Yes, Say absolutely. Say less.
0: One hundred percent. Please. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful.
2: Well, thank you so much for being yes. on our they know How to write se- holiday season. We hope to have you back sometime yeah. soon.
1: Thank you so much. I look forward to it.
2: All right, we'll see you guys next week on We Know How to Read. Bye. Bye.